0: This week on Vedic mythology, music, and mantras, Nandi, Shiva's vehicle, the creation of Ganesha, and Shiva gets into trouble. As we all know, the cow is central to the Vedic tradition. Cows were, at the time of the Vedas, the measure of wealth and obviously revered. According to the stories, when Brahma was creating the world, he created Brahmins in order to recite the Vedas, and the cow at the same time to produce milk, curd, or yogurt, and ghee, which are all vital ingredients in the Vedic yajyas, or sacrifices. Shiva, the primary male aspect of creation, rides on a bull called Nandi, because in Vedic times their culture was primarily agricultural, and a cow, or particularly a bull, was a symbol of power and potency and all the gods ride on an animal which is a symbolic way of reminding us that we are all part of nature and even the animals are connected with the divine. So Shiva has Nandi, Vishnu has an eagle called Garuda, and Vishnu sleeps on a snake called Adisesha. Indra, the king of the gods, rides around on an elephant called Airavata. Durga, the fierce goddess, rides a lion or a tiger. Subramanyam, Ganesha's brother, rides on a peacock, while Brahma rides a goose. Brahma's wife, Saraswati, rides a swan, and Lakshmi rides an owl. Saturn, the planet, rides a crow. So symbolically, the vahanas, the mounts or vehicles, tend to represent those aspects of our nature which must be conquered, symbolically represented as the god riding the animal. So Durga, who represents power, rides on a tiger, thus showing the need to control anger and aggression, to preserve the compassion that the Divine Mother is known for. It is somewhat the same with Subramanyam, whose role as the divine warrior is shown riding the peacock, thus subtly reminding us not to get too full of ourselves and strut around like a peacock. There aren't that many stories about the Vahanas all by themselves, although they do figure in lots of amusing episodes with all the different gods. Most people know the god Ganesha because he has an elephant's head on a man's body, and there's a funny version of the story in which Mushika, Ganesha's ride, his mouse, plays an important role. One day Parvati was feeling rather neglected as Shiva was off meditating and Subramanyam was fighting some demon elsewhere. So Parvati was left alone but had to receive a steady flow of visitors appealing for assistance or some favor from the Divine Mother. Well, Finally, she'd had enough and asked Nandi, Shiva's bull, to make sure that no one disturbed her as she enjoyed a leisurely bath all by herself. Well, a little while later, Shiva arrived home and went right in to see his wife. Nandi informed him that she told him to guard the door so she wouldn't be interrupted, which Shiva of course ignored and went right on in. Well, Parvati got upset. But Shiva only laughed at her, which is, of course, the wrong thing to do. So Parvati decided to create someone who would would owe allegiance to her alone. So the next day, after her bath, she anointed herself with some scented sandalwood, which she then scraped off and used to create Ganesha. She breathed life into this little boy with instructions not to let anyone disturb her. As she was enjoying her bath, Shiva came home and wanted to see his wife. But the child, who'd never seen Shiva before, blocked his path, and at first Shiva thought this was rather amusing, that this little tiny child would try to keep him from seeing his wife. Do you think I need permission to enter my own home and see my own wife? But the child wouldn't budge, and the game quickly grew old, and Shiva started to lose his temper. "'Don't you know who I am?' thundered Shiva. "'Nope,' was the reply. "'Well, Shiva,' which means auspicious in Sanskrit, turned into Rudra, the destroyer, and orders his personal army of ghouls and assorted monsters to take care of this arrogant little kid. But Ganesha did not have any fear put into him by his mother, so he simply picked up an iron rod and started to fight Rudra's army, bashing in heads until they fled in panic. Well, at this point, Shiva starts to feel a little embarrassed because He's realizing all the other gods will be finding it very amusing that his wife had successfully barred him from entering his own home. So he goes and he finds his best friend Vishnu and says, Hmm, what are we going to do? Well, Vishnu's reply was pretty typical for Vishnu, actually, and he said, Aha, we have to trick him. He's too powerful to fight. So Vishnu charged the little boy, but was rewarded with a solid whack on the head that sent him reeling. But just at that moment Shiva popped up behind Ganesha and chopped his head off with his trident. And the head rolled away and the gods cheered Mahadeva, Shiva, the great god. Well, Parvati heard the clamour and came out to see what the heck was going on. And she was shocked to see that her own child had been beheaded by her husband. Her fury was so intense that from her breath appeared hordes of female demons who raged about, attacking everything they could find—gods, rishis, humans, animals. Shiva and everyone else very quickly became worried and fell at her feet, singing soothing songs in an effort to calm her. Eventually, she calmed down, but demanded that her son be restored to life. Shiva gathered Brahmin priests and other gods around to perform a yagya to bring the boy back to life. But the Yagya wasn't working, and one of the priests delicately mentioned that perhaps that might be because the boy was lacking a head. Well, Shiva sent off some assistants to go grab the head of the first thing they saw, which, as it turned out, was an elephant. And the rest of the story we know. Ganesha, the elephant-headed god, is a real favorite in many cultures around the world, not just India. Ganesha rides on a mouse because Ganesha's grace can reach even into the smallest corner, of the universe. But Ganesha wasn't always happy about riding a mouse. Ganesha and his brother Subramanyam were arguing with each other one day, and Subramanyam had called Ganesha fat, which he certainly was, but Ganesha had taken the bait and challenged his brother to a race to the other end of the universe and back. And they agreed on a prize that the winner would get to marry two beautiful goddesses named Riddhi wealth, and Siddhi, perfection. Well, Subramanyam, never being one to back down from a challenge, hopped on his peacock and disappears in a flash, while Ganesha is still trying to get his mouse to hold still long enough for him to climb on. Well, this was such a spectacle that the moon, which had just peeked out from behind a cloud, burst out into laughter, which only made Ganesha all the more angry. And in a flash, Ganesha cursed the moon to become fat and then skinny and then fat and then skinny and so on for all eternity which he does by waxing and waning month after month. Giving up on the mouse, Ganesha ran to find his mother and father, who were sitting together talking intently. Ganesha stopped because he knew he shouldn't interrupt them, and instead he walked quietly around them. But they stopped him just as he was about to sneak out, and as he was explaining about the bet and what he was doing, Subramanyam burst in and claimed an obvious victory, telling his parents that he had covered all the three worlds, He had been to the edges of the earth, the heavens, and the underworlds first, and so he had won the bet. Ganesha stood quietly, and then said to his brother, We know that our parents are the whole universe. Nothing that exists is unknown to them, or exists outside of them. So I have walked around them, and thus circled the entire universe. As one might expect with brothers, an argument breaks out, and the parents had to settle things. Shiva and Parvati agreed with Ganesha, and so he got to marry Siddhi and Riti. Subramanyam, who had done all the work of traveling to the ends of the universe and back, went off in a huff and left home pretty much for good. He went to south of India and lived in the mountains unmarried until Indra gave him his daughter Sena, and later Subramanyam married a local girl named Vali in a natural marriage with only the trees and animals as a witness." And sometimes there are little stories that are probably really directed at kids, but they're kind of fun and full of amusing images. One day Shiva and Parvati were riding on Nandi as they passed through a town. People looked at them and whispered, Will you look at that, those two riding on that poor bull? Well, Shiva and Parvati felt a little bad about that, so Shiva got down and walked beside Nandi, and Parvati continued to ride. Oh, look, people said. Shiva is so hand-packed he has to walk while his wife rides about like some queen. Well that was a little bit too much for Shiva's pride, and he switched places with Parvati. But still people whispered, Will you look at that guy making his wife walk in the dust while he rides in comfort? So then Shiva hops down and walks along with Parvati, and even then people mock them. Will you look at those two fools walking when they've got a perfectly good bull to ride? Well, Shiva and Parvati were pretty much stumped, but they take their role as an example to everyone pretty seriously. So then Nandi spoke up with a little twinkle in his eye and suggested that Shiva carry him, which Shiva did. So then we find Shiva and Parvati walking down the road with the huge Nandi on Shiva's back. Well, of course, people found this outrageously funny, as no doubt did Nandi. But finally Shiva and Parvati climbed on Nandi's back and rode off in comfort, no longer caring what anyone said. On another occasion, Nandi saved Shiva when he got into big trouble with Parvati. Shiva had been explaining the Vedas to her and had been chanting for a long time. He glanced up and noticed that she really wasn't listening at all. In a moment of frustration, he grumbled that she might as well have been born to a poor fisherman as might suit her intellect better. Big mistake. Instantly Parvati vanished and appeared as a baby lying under a tree where she was found as a fisherman who adopted her and raised her as his own. As she grew up, she was easily the prettiest girl in the village. And, of course, Shiva was very miserable without her. And he moped around, and Nandi wanted to cheer him up. So he asked why Shiva didn't just go down to earth and get her. Impossible, said Shiva. She's about to be married off to one of the fishermen. Nandi had a flash of brilliant inspiration, turned himself into a huge white shark, and started to terrorize the coast, swamping boats, wrecking nets. Well, the fishermen got together, and Parvati's father said that whoever could rid the ocean waters of this terrible shark would get to marry his daughter. Well, as these stories go, young men from far and wide came to try and catch the shark, but of course, to no avail. And in desperation, all the fishermen held a big puja for Shiva, at which Parvati herself was the most fervent devotee. Shiva then arrived on the scene in the form of a boy from a far-off village. Nandi, as the shark, allowed himself to be quickly and easily caught and killed by the youth. At their wedding ceremony, Shiva and Parvati resumed their divine forms, much to the surprise of the fishermen, blessed all their well-wishers, and rode off on Nandi, headed back for Mount Kailash. In every Shiva temple, Nandi sits out front, looking at Shiva in a straight line right into the inner sanctum, even when it is quite a long ways away. And oftentimes, you will see people come in and whisper a prayer in Nandi's ear, thinking that he will relay it right to Shiva, since he always has access to him. And occasionally there are problems with Nandi's at temples. At the famous Tanjore temple in South Tamil Nadu, when he was new, the story is that the Nandi kept growing and growing even though he was made out of a 20-ton, 12-foot-high piece of stone. And he was in danger of outgrowing his building until they decided to pound a huge nail into his back, and he stopped growing. And this happened again at a temple near Bangalore, where to stop Nandi from getting any bigger, they stuck a trident into Nandi. And to this day, you will see the trident there sticking up out of Nandi's back. And this makes a good point to let you know that if you sign up for the netcast newsletter at puja.net, P-U-J-A dot N-E-T, you'll automatically get a photo of both these great Nandis with a notice that this podcast has been released. And one other Nandi temple story. There's a temple in South India where the Nandi is looking at the Shiva Lingam as is traditional, but is noticeably offset about six to eight inches to the left. And the story goes that some great saint had come to this temple to worship Shiva, But the temple priests had gotten into an argument with him and wouldn't let him pass the Nandi. So the Nandi simply moved over so the saint could see Shiva and obviously never moved back. Nandi is not usually worshipped directly in a temple the way that Ganesha or Shiva would be, although he is honored and decorated whenever Shiva is worshipped. Symbolically, in the temple one might consider Nandi to represent the individual soul, with its animal nature pulling it away from divinity, but still looking back at the god whose grace pulls him back the only nandi mantra that i'm aware of is the nandi gayatri which goes like this home tat purushaya vidmahe chakratundaya dhimahi tano nandi prachodayat may we know the supreme person tat purushaya the discus bearer chakratundaya may nandi propel us towards that enlightenment tano nandi prachodayat And for chanting this week, since we talked a little bit about Ganesha, I'm going to start with Ganesha Suprabhatam, the morning song that's sung to Ganesha when the temple opens every morning. It's light, it's enjoyable, and it's only about five minutes in length. And that will be followed by Garuda Stuti, a short hymn to Garuda, the Vahana for Vishnu. Garuda is an eagle who carries Vishnu and Lakshmi around on his back. It's very nice, only about two minutes enchanted in a traditional manner and that will be all for this week thanks very much for listening we'll see you next time
1: ratna Pradipa
2: visate krita saudha madhye mukhasmi kartama mamanje shuddha kriya sura kalito pacharai utthitta sundara vinayaka pitam vare namrдите namadanga kanya Bakshoja Chandana Mayena Bujantare, kantena lagnati lakena ja pushpatalpate, buttista Sundarabinaya ka Suprapatam, Vienamradangapanavati Vichitrabatiehi, Gajandinagalanasta Vapunya Kirtim, Shrenditamadura Gita Mamandaharija, Bdista Sundarabinaya ka saptarishayasara janirmadhukaidavadi indradidevani karassana kadayash
0: kaansham
2: didarshana maganyataya prabanna mutisht sundara vinayaka suprabhatam vedasahopanishadnikare namo brahma pranamya shirasa parameshthi mukhyai bhaktyastupandighrdaketaravanchitai swa Uttishtasunda ravinaya kasupravatam Atyunna todi bavaro vishabhakta kudmane Shreta sturanga mavatispra bakasya vrishna Tvadarishanaya puratam vina gena tishthamle Uttishtasunda ravinaya kasupravatam Uddi vyatam na vadrdeira bekantha teilehi Dhritva Banchanthicharta Ramanda Ramikshitam Twam Uttishtha Sundara Vinaya Kasuprabhatam Ahritya Punya Salilani Nadina Devyaha Ratna Viseka Kalasheir Vidhina Vidhijaha Kanchanthidevam Viseja Yitum Mahadram Uttishtha Sundara Vinaya Kasuprabhatam
0: Pitam
2: Parani Vidhani यज्यो पपीतम नगं हलिचंद नंच,
0: आदाय
2: भाग्यम गिलांस ववंडनार्थं, उत्तिष्ट सुंदर विनायक सुप्रभातं, धृत्वा पयो मदुगृतं मदुरंच सत्वं, प्रातस्त वहराय गिरन्य पात्री, संचा इने विन Bagirati Jalavikara Kutu Halaya, Dikunjarataka Samavra the Parshvakaya, Shailen Rajagra the Japunja suprabhātaṁ Uttishta Sundarabinaja Kasupravatam, Banda Rabrinda Rayam Bujapaskarasya, Banda Ramola Manipita Sukasthidasya, Tibra disabi and Amanda Swan and the Baddhanabad, Tava Supravatam Kailashaylam and Imoda Karam Prasadam Shura Yamadjaka Takam Pagamura Shayam Bhakto Vrajasya Nikilasya Jamukti Dain Vignam Tava Supravatam Trayan Tabaka Murtasaga Rasaramote Vara Nasi parishtu Parish to Bansha ricamdali da bakta janeshta purte, Bamo the kalpidagara graka supravatam, Swadam the punyanagarena varatna saute, Simhasane priyavadu viniveshya pashve, Java ricashya padanga mukhair muni in three, Patta vichitaganana yaka supravatam, Sūtra-madārita-siddhāta-pavāranasya Kumbho-dare-nadhṛdhapāta-saro-ruhasya Bhatrāsana-sya-rupateṣ-tava-suprabhātaṁ Kshīrāṁ budhau-śudhi-ganakka-malenivishtau Pūrvam-sakāśyapamunirni-japarnakudyāṁ
0: Svānanda-rāja-sadaneṣu-yatāṁ muni-hindrāha Vāṁ bodhaya-mijatadā-tava-suprabhātaṁ
2: Shri Sundareshaka Vikirti the Suprabhatam Etat Patandisajiva Parayaja Bhaktiya Sampra Pyasarvam of Hivanji the Matra Loke Divyantivasa Vaiba Marajatanyam
1: Namapandaganadaya Vaykunta Vashavartine Shutisund Sudhat Pata Mandaraja Garutmate Om garudam akila vedanida thi rudam dushat pida not kantita kunta piti gati prita rudra sukirtistana bhoga gadhopagudas purat vedam yadhave pamanadjikvadhipa kalpa vishpar yamanas pata chataraji nirajitam kantikal nirajitam Jayagaruga subanna dardika na hara de mahdi pahara harindi paukas padikshifta Dambali darakina kalpa kalpanta vatula kalpa daya nalpa Virajit adhyat samat kara deityari jaita dhajarohanidhari Totkarusha karsha Sankarshanatman karutman marutman jagadisha Satyadi murtena kaschit samaste namaste punaste namaha Namida Madahatsa Paryaya Paryaya, Niriata Bakshali Laspala, not Vela Pato Timitita, Peda Hatagata Pata, Lapankara, Sankrudana Geldra, Pida Suni Pava Pasal Lakashena, Chandadur Daya, Ritjat Bujanga Pume, Vajrinathamstoya, Tubyamadjat Navidya, Videya Videya, Babadasya, Baba, Eta, Chame. Manu negata bakriva kraspura tara kastava kashtitra panu priya se garastrayatam Nastrivarga parga nastiram tatabuddhim Parambati mukulde Mahaladodhim tadita mudhaga machina 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 altaka Shatrim Shatganajarano, Arapari Patina, Vina Gumbaganaha, Visturata Vikata Yadu Vipakshava, Yuham, Vichitrasit Didasoyam, Well Katesavipaschita, Garuda Dajatosha, Yakito, Garuda Dagaha, Vichitrasit Didasoyam, गरुड़ ध्वज तोषा गीतों गरुड़ कहा